Thanks for checking out this week's podcast from Center Street Church. We pray it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. a society of lone rangers, rugged individualists, and solo success stories. We pride ourselves on playing by our own rules and answering to no one. This sometimes works for a period of time. Eventually, we will falter, we will fail, or we will simply wither up and die. Like a vine that is not connected to the branch, when we are not connected to the source of life, we cannot succeed long term. This is hard to hear. We don't like the idea of dependence. That speaks of weakness and deficiency. We spend our lives ensuring we will never be dependent on anyone. Not our family, not our friends, not our government not our God. But it is that dependence, that connection, that is our strength. It is our source of wisdom. It is our salvation. When Jesus says, I am the true vine, without me you can do nothing, he is inviting us into a relationship of humility. With him, it's always about relationship. It's how we'll thrive. It's the only way we'll survive. Well, good morning, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And uh, first of all, before I begin the message, I do want to thank you for praying. Those of you that knew, and some of you did not know, my husband had spinal fusion surgery on August 7th. And uh, he's recuperating quite well at home, but he'll be out of commission for about three to six months. But uh, I do appreciate your prayers for those of you who knew about it. And for those of you who didn't know, now you do. So the more prayers, the better. And hi, Freetown. I know you're watching from home today. Everyone say, hi, Freetown. Hi. Way to go, church. <laughs> well, we've been going through the series, uh, what we call the I Am. And this morning, it's the last one in our series. And we're looking at the last statement of Jesus in John 15, 1, where he said, I am the true vine, and you are the branches. And then he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. What a statement to make. Try telling that, that apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. Try telling that to a very successful business person. Or try telling it to a young person who believes that he or she is very self-sufficient and doesn't need or doesn't want anyone telling them what to do. Or try telling that to an older person who has lived life and gone through lots of stuff and lots of trials and challenges and really didn't feel any need to be connected to Jesus. Now the answer that you may hear from some people is that the gospel of Jesus Christ and metaphors or parables that Jesus used, they just aren't relevant today. Now, you may be here today and thinking, yeah, some of that stuff 
in the Bible. It's just not relevant. Well, let me invite you to ponder this. To say that the gospel or the teaching of Jesus is not relevant is to say that a vine is not relevant to a branch. And a branch is not relevant to produce fruit. Therefore, a garden and a vineyard and the harvest that it produces is not really relevant. Well, we all know that that defies logic and wisdom. Just as a vine is relevant to the branch to produce fruit, so is the message of Jesus Christ relevant to us today if we are going to produce fruit of eternal value. And we can't do that unless we are connected to the vine. Now, in this context, the vine is Jesus Christ, and we are called the branches. And the fruit that we are to produce, that fruit are those things that reflect the character and the nature of Jesus Christ. They are those things that cause others to be drawn to Jesus because of what they see in our lives. So I guess we could ask the question, what kind of fruit are we producing? Are we displaying the character and the nature of Jesus? Now, part of the reason that some people struggle with life issues today is that they are really trying to live apart from the true vine, Jesus Christ. Or the connection has been disrupted, or it's broken. It's, it, there's a disconnect because of disappointments, marriage breakdowns, loss of child, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, loss of a career. There's all kinds of reactions to personal life issues and all kinds of other mitigating circumstances that intersect our lives daily. For others, they may have neglected to maintain the connection, or you may have taken the connection for granted, and as a result, no longer producing fruit for Jesus Christ. You're no longer reflecting the nature and the image of Jesus. So then, what is Jesus saying to us in this I am statement? The scripture says in John 15, 1 to 5, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, in this particular scripture, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his imminent death, for his departure to heaven. And he's instructing his disciples about their calling and their mission as disciples. And he's reminding them and emphasizing their absolute dependence on him. As I thought about this particular scripture, and I thought about us today, we're living in a very chaotic world, a world of uncertainty, 
a world where there's strife in many continents. And it reminded me that perhaps in some way, Jesus is saying to all of us here in this service, I want to remind you about your calling. I want to remind you about your mission. I want to emphasize your absolute dependence on Jesus. And it's a question then to ask ourselves, am I absolutely depending on Jesus? What has he called me to do? Now the setting of this particular scripture was just hours before Judas would betray Jesus. And Jesus knew they, the disciples, they'd be very unsettled, they'd be very, feeling very alone. And so he gave them this metaphor of the true vine. Now this imagery that Jesus uses in this scripture would be very familiar to the disciples because they were familiar with the Old Testament teaching of Isaiah chapter 5, which talks about the gardener and talks about the vineyard. The disciples understood what it was to care for a vineyard and how at times the, the branches needed to be pruned. So Jesus wanted his disciples, and he wants all of us to know today that he will not desert us. Even though the disciples would no longer have a visible presence of Jesus, he was saying, he was reminding them to abide, to remain connected to him. And as they did, he would continue to sustain and nourish, nourish them. That's what a true gardener does. Jesus wanted to remove any misunderstanding that they might have about what it meant to abide. So then he said in verse 4, Abide or remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. In this imagery, we're the branches. And Jesus was saying that a branch cannot live or produce leaves and fruit by itself. If it's cut off at the trunk, a branch is dead. Just as much as the vine's branches rely on being connected to the trunk, so it is that we depend on being connected to Jesus, because that's where our spiritual life, and that's where our ability to effectively serve him, that's where it flows from. Then Jesus went on to underscore his point about abiding. And he said it even more strongly. He said, without me, you can do nothing. The follower of Jesus cannot, cannot just achieve those spiritual values independent of being connected to Jesus. That reminds me a few days ago, I visited a lady in, in the, uh, at the foothills. It was actually about a couple of weeks ago, and she had been diagnosed with cancer. And in the course of her treatment there, she was looking forward to getting the treatment over with and then going back to her, her condominium, to her home. However, that wasn't going to be what was going to happen, and a few days later, she learned that there was really nothing they could do. So she was transferred to a hospice. I visited her on Friday. And I walked into her hospice room, 
And as soon as she saw me, she smiled and she says, Pastor Miriam, she says, isn't this beautiful here? This is so nice. They're taking such good care of me. I was amazed. How could she be so content knowing what was happening? It's because she had learned to abide in Christ. So that when things went really bad, when the prognosis was bad in the natural, yet she was so connected, she was abiding, she was remaining in Christ. That's the power of being connected and staying connected to the vine. Now Jesus said in verse 2 that there are some who are in him, but they bear no fruit. That is, people who say that they're followers of Christ, but their lives and their actions give no evidence of being connected to the true vine. Matthew 7, 16 and 20 says, by their fruit you will know them. That fruit, that what, what is being said there, refers to the actions and the behaviors that reflect the character and the nature and the mission of Jesus. This dear lady who is dying of cancer, her character and her nature was reflecting the Christ in her. I wonder, what does our character and nature, who do we reflect when we go through tough times and things happen to us? Those who do not produce good fruit, the Word of God says, are cut away. They're burned. Now, the reference in verse 2 is to those who profess to know Christ, but whose relationship with him is in a disconnect, in a disregard. Eventually, the fruitless branches, that is, Christians, people who call themselves Christians, but they really don't live it, they will be cut off. They will not be identified as belonging to the true vine. Remember why Jesus gave his followers this teaching. Because he knew in a matter of hours he would be crucified, that he would be nailed to the cross and he would die for you and for me. That's called salvation. Salvation simply means the deliverance by the grace of God from eternal punishment for sin, which is granted to those who accept in faith. God's conditions of repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. God forgives us of our sin when we repent and turn our lives to follow him. So what is repent? Repent means that we recognize that our sin, that is our choices and our behaviors, are offensive to God. And we make a choice to turn away from those things and we choose to connect or reconnect to the vine. Now, Jesus had a great deal to say about repentance in the New Testament. He references it probably over 50 times. He describes the purpose of his coming in ministry was to call sinners to repentance, Luke 5 and 32. Then in Luke 24, 47, he says, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Then in Acts chapter 2 and 38, in Acts 3, 19, he's talking about calling people to repent. Then in Acts 17, 30, he said, commands all people everywhere to repent. So you see, repentance was a big thing to Jesus. And I think the answer is, is in 2 Peter 3, 9. Here's why. 
because God does not want anyone to perish. That is, God doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, but everyone to come to repentance. What a glorious hope we have right there. God doesn't want to see any of us destroyed, but he wants all of us to turn around and come to repentance. It's very clear from these scriptures and many scriptures about repentance that that meaningful relationship with God can only come through what the Bible calls repent. Go back to the vine, go back to Christ, the source of life and forgiveness and hope. Repentance is more than just feeling sorry for our sins. Repentance is a process by which a person who is away from God, disconnected from God, recognizes that situation and comes back to God. That's repentance. This morning you may be disconnected. You may feel broken and alone. You may feel like a failure. You may wonder where God is. You may be disconnected because your worldview of God is that there are many ways to God and you see yourself as a good person. So you don't need religion. Absolutely right. You don't need religion. But we need a savior. We need Jesus. We need a relationship with the true vine. You may have created your own version of, of God and spirituality. Or you may feel disconnected and disregard it because of past wounds and present wounds and hurts. But like a branch or a vine, you may, you may be bruised. You may not be bearing much fruit for Jesus. But there is hope. There's still life. You can turn around, you can go to him and choose him and give him his rightful place in your life. Repentance, therefore, is more to do with, with your will rather than with your feelings. You may not feel worthy. It doesn't matter. We're made worthy through Christ. You may feel deep sorrow for some things that you've done in the past or that you're presently doing. But to Jesus, all that matters is whether or not you will go back, turn around, repent and reconnect to the one who loves you, to the one who can give you eternal life. Because of our sins, we were separated from God. We deserve to be punished for our sins. However, because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary, when he was crucified, he, was die he died, he was buried, and he rose triumphantly. That is what we call being justified. Justified means that we are declared in right standing with God. Praise God. Can you imagine the holy God looks down upon each and every one of us today, and when we've accepted Christ as Savior and Lord, he says, you're justified. You're now in right standing with me. Romans 5 and 9 says, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? That's good news. Now, I don't know what your worldview may be when it comes to a relationship with God, but I can absolutely guarantee you there's no better investment than being connected to Jesus Christ, the true vine, to have your sins forgiven and be declared in right standing with the one who created you, with the one who died for you, with the one who saves you from me for eternal life in heaven. So then what does Jesus mean with all of this? And then he says, now I want you to abide in me. 
or to remain in me. The great theologian and preacher J.C. Ryle said to abide in me, that is to abide in Christ, means to cling to Christ, to stick fast to him, to live your life close to him, get nearer and dearer to him, roll every burden upon him, cast your whole weight on Christ, never let go of your hold on him for a moment. You see, abiding is not about trying harder. It's not about trying to please God, but abiding is about making a decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Philippians 1.21 says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is vain. I remember a few years ago when my husband and I were visiting in Australia, and I remember we were in a store when two uh, gunmen came in, and they lined us up against a back wall, and this is a true story. They lined us up a back wall, and he cocked the gun ready to shoot us. And I can remember the peace of God that I had. And at that time, I knew that I was connected to Jesus because for me to live was Christ, but to die was gain. I had absolutely no fear. And we stood there, my husband and I, we were not afraid. We had a peace that was unbelievable. And at, just at that instant moment, there was the doorbell rang in this particular place at this store, and the gunman got scared, and he ran off, and we were standing there. The, the shop owner said to us, how come you were so peaceful? We were able to share with them that because of the Christ in us. Now, I wouldn't wish that experience on anyone, I will tell you that. But it certainly gave me a fresh appreciation of what it means to abide in Christ. Because to abide in Christ will produce fruit. And fruit means those things that reflect the character and the nature of Christ and will cause others to be drawn to him because of what they see in us. Because of what people see in you, are they drawn to Christ or are they don't want to go to the church or have anything to do with God. To be drawn to Christ, you may be sharing the message of hope and forgiveness, Mark 16, 15. Some say that the fruit of the Spirit is based on Colossians 3, 17. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Others say that the fruit or the evidence of being a follower of Jesus Christ is based on Matthew 25, 35. I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Now, I suspect that the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the evidence of Christ in us is all of those things and much, much more. Because to bear fruit and abide is to know that apart from Jesus, I can produce nothing of eternal value. Now sadly, some people start out in a relationship with God. They acknowledge him as Savior and Lord. However, because of stuff that happens in life, then like a branch, they fail to produce fruit. Jesus said when that happens, you die spiritually. You become spiritually blind. You're cut off. Not by 
the choice of Jesus, but by our actions and choices. We separate, we disconnect. But the good news, remember the part in the scripture about pruning? The good news is that before the branch is cut off, a gardener will prune the branch to purify it, to allow the life to flow through it again. Now, if any of you are gardeners here today, you know that sometimes bushes have to be cut back, and they're cut back and you think they'll never rise again. But then give them a season and new life flows because the life was there, but they needed to be pruned. And I'm sure the pruning was painful, but life came again. Be assured that God's love and grace are reaching out to you. If you're in a season that you feel like you're being pruned, really what God is saying, you matter to God. Return to the vine. Be restored to him today. Because really when that pruning happens, it's a reminder that God does not want to destroy us, but God wants us to grow, to flourish, to be nourished, to allow his life to flow through us. Remember the parable of the prodigal in Luke 15, the rebellious son that had walked away from the father? He was self-sufficient. He didn't need his dad, he, so he separated. And that's like the branch and the vine. So the son separated from the vine, the father. His life wasn't bearing fruit. He was making bad choices. He had wandered far away. But then one day, that repentance started to happen. And he was turning back to the father, but he didn't know whether the father would accept him back. But he started that journey back to the father. And those of you that are familiar with the story of the prodigal son, you know when the father saw the son, he ran out to meet him. He welcomed him home. The son was transformed because he repented. The son was restored because the father was there reaching out. And that's what Jesus is doing today. For some of you, you've wandered far away like the prodigal. But Jesus is saying, come home. I love you. Get connected again to the vine. So then what did Jesus mean when he said, apart from me, you can do nothing? That doesn't mean we can't have successful careers and have homes. Doesn't mean you can't climb Mount Everest or go to the moon because certainly all of those things have done. But what it means is that apart from him, we can do nothing means that we will not have anything of eternal value, those things that will last. If we are continually operating independent of Jesus Christ, we may look successful, we may gain a certain status in life, we may be very self-sufficient, but we're still not producing the fruit that God has called us to do. Other times in life, we see only the darkness of the situation, and we become spiritually blind. But I believe what Jesus is saying to us today, he wants all of us to see it's not too late. It's not too late to check our connection with God. Watch this video. I am lost in blindness. 
and I refuse to believe that I can see. One has to accept a life of darkness. Years from now, I can only tell my children not to believe that simple grace triumphs over utter darkness. I was born in sin, and I was conceived in sin. It doesn't matter to God that I live every day of my life in hopelessness. No longer can it be said that there is a God who hears the cries of his people. My whole life testifies to one truth. Blindness has robbed me of every good thing, and it is no longer true that God saves those who are crushed in spirit. Now, I don't know much, but I know one thing for sure. I was born blind with no hope and no future. But then I met Jesus, and he turned everything in my life upside down. I was born blind with no hope and no future. Now, I don't know much, but I know one thing for sure. God saves those who are crushed in spirit. And it is no longer true that blindness has robbed me of every good thing. My whole life testifies to one truth. There is a God who hears the cries of his people. No longer can it be said that I live every day of my life in hopelessness. It doesn't matter to God that I was born in sin and I was conceived in sin. Simple grace triumphs over utter darkness. Years from now, I can only tell my children not to believe that one has to accept a life of darkness. I can see, and I refuse to believe that I am lost in blindness. What a powerful truth that is. We are not lost in spiritual blindness. There is hope. You can be reconnected to Jesus Christ right here, right now. When Jesus said that the true vine, apart from me, you can do nothing, it's not a statement of arrogance, but it's a, an invitation of restoration, forgiveness, and hope. And before we go to communion, let me say, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and Lord, you can do so right now by simply praying and saying, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Savior, be my Lord. I repent, I turn away from my sin, and I choose to be connected to you. If you have sensed that you've been disconnected from God, you too can pray and just reconnect with God right here and right now. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the reminder that you are the vine, we are the branches. Thank you, O oh God, for reminding us today that you love us with an everlasting love. And though we go through tough times like the pruning season, yet God, you are there. You call us back to be reconnected and connected to you. We thank you, Lord, for the cross of Calvary. We thank you for the truth of your word, that it's by grace are we saved through faith and not anything that we should do, but it's the gift of God. We thank you, O oh God, for loving us, caring for us, dying for us, raising victoriously from the grave for us. 
Oh, hallelujah. What a Savior we have. We rejoice and thank you today, God, for your goodness and love. And now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace be unto you and to your household. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We hope this message has impacted you. We'd like to challenge you to take it one step further and get connected. For any questions or prayer, please visit our website at cschurch.ca. You can also like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter.